you live from the Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's golf and other four-letter words. And now your host, you've heard him on ESPN, Fox Sports, and Sirius XM Radio, Mr. Dennis Silvers. Hey, hey, hey. Well, thank you very much. Modest, but, but loud. That's, Good you girl. know, that's what we like. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Golf and Other Four-Letter Words right here on the Vegas Video Network. Glad to have you in tonight. Hope you get a chance to stay with us for the whole 30 minutes. Got another very, very good show for you. Uh, entertaining show, an informative show, a fun show. So we want you to stick around and absorb it uh, all in. Got a, a very good guest tonight making his first appearance here on Golf and Other Four-Letter Words. He's one of the assistant golf professionals out at the Tournament Players Club in Summerlin, home to the Justin Timberlake Shriners event. Let's give it up for Mr. Andy Cummings. Thanks for having me. How are you? Doing well yourself. Good. Thanks for coming in. You got it. You know, Andy, let me ask you, a lot of people may not know, but in, in, I don't know if it works this way in the network, but in some of the larger clubs that I've been to, where you have a very, very large staff, a very large pro shop, you have the first assistant, a second assistant, third, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Does it work that way at TPC? You know, it really doesn't for us, uh, but that might be a question for Lee. You know, yeah, he, he might yeah. rank us. Um, but no, we really try and all work together, be on the same page, and, you know, not necessarily rank ourselves. Because a lot, you would think it goes by seniority, but mm -hmm. uh, probably in a lot of cases it does. But I, but I will ask Lee, that's a good question for him. Explain to our uh, viewers the job of an assistant. It may seem like it's pretty self-explanatory, <clears throat> but you guys do a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot going on. We, uh, we all have different obligations there at the club. Of course, the first thing is, is members, taking care of our members, making sure that they get what they want, uh, what they need. Lessons is a big part of it. Mm -hmm. I personally handle the uh, Monday outings, selling, uh, selling those for our course. Uh, a lot of people don't know that they have access to TPC Summerlin for their corporate events on Mondays, and that's something I take care of. So have the LGA, which is a ladies' group that uh, right. consists of our members out there as well. Yeah, and that's got to be a handful. Mm, <laughs> you know it. I've had sometimes. But, yeah, TPC is a great, great place to have an event. Or, like I keep saying, if, uh, uh, you know, you're new to the Valley and you're looking for a, a club to join, and a lot of people are that come here to Las Vegas, got to check out uh, TPC Summerlin. It's, it's really, really one, uh, one of the best. Biggest difference, Andy, in uh, working in a private club, as opposed to a resort course or public facility? I think the relationships, the relationships you build with uh, vendors, and again, it goes back to the membership. Um, you see the same people on a daily basis yeah. versus the resort, they come and go. Um, so I'd say that's probably the biggest thing, having those relationships. And you, most of them you keep for life. Yeah, that's true. You do. You do. That's a very good point. Uh, speaking about keeping for life, there's uh, we want you to, you know, keep in touch with us for life. There's a lot of ways you can do that. We've got email, of course, and that is simply golf at VegasVideoNetwork.com. We've got a toll-free number for you, of course, so that's 1-866-966-4599. We've got live chat if you want to go, <coughs> excuse me, on our homepage, to VegasVideoNetwork.com, hit that little live chat button. You could send in questions, comments, suggestions, or whatever. And, of course, we are seen all over town on iTunes. We're a YouTube partner, so we have a lot of material on YouTube. 
also on Roku TV, as well as every Saturday from noon on, on 1400 AM KSHP, they re-air all of the... Uh, all of the audio portions of the show. You'll have to uh, excuse my voice a little bit. Got the allergy thing going on. I'm going to be taking some water throughout the show. Good old win in Vegas. Yeah, good gotcha. old win in Las Vegas. So anyway, all right, time to talk about some golf that happened uh, last weekend. So let's get to our first segment. We call that Tournament Scorecard. All right, welcome back, everybody, to uh, Golf and Other Four-Letter Words. Andy Cummings, along with Dennis Silvers. Sweden's Carl Peterson wins the uh, RBC Heritage Classic at a great facility at Hilton Head in South Carolina to pick up his fifth PGA Tour win. Congratulations to Carl. Luke Donald, world's number one, then finishes T-37 and loses his number one ranking Back to Rory McIlroy. Seems like kind of a tennis match. Who didn't even have to touch a club to I do know, it. I know. What do you think is more of the story here? Him winning the tournament or world's number one now becoming world's number two? What do you think is the story? Uh, you know, I think it's more uh, Peterson to win. I, th I think his, uh, his performance on a course that's very tough, um, it's like playing golf in a hallway. Yeah, it is you know, a tough course. It's, yeah. it's very, very narrow, and uh, he kind of had a feeling with that leaderboard that he was going to, stay up top because he had a few people up there that uh, Colton Nost hadn't won before. So, uh, you know, Sunday's a whole different animal when it comes yeah. to that. But uh, with Rory, I think he is the number one. You know, I think that goes without saying. I, I know you touched on it before that uh, Luke is very consistent. Yeah. Uh, he'll be there week in, Absolutely. week out. Um, but Rory right now, probably the best golf swing on tour in my opinion, him and Adam Scott. Um, the angles they create and how well they play. Yeah. Uh, he, he's going to be up there for a long time. Yeah, he now, is. Especially he at is. his age. He's, uh, he's a real deal. He is, uh, he is very, very solid. But you're right. This golf course is like played out a hallway. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is yeah, very some narrow. of the overhead shots that they had, uh, yeah. it's not so much off the tee, but second, third shots into those greens. Yeah. Wait, are you into the jacket? you into the plaid thing yeah, at all? I mean, it's something different. It's their style. It's their thing. It ties into their event. Yeah. You know, Lee pointed uh, out, it's worked for a long Lee time. Smith, my co-host on uh, Saturday morning on uh, the 19th Hole Weekend Edition on CBS Radio, pointed out you go from one week at Augusta getting a green jacket, and here you get a plaid jacket. Yeah, they probably should be spaced out a little further yeah. apart. <laughs> I think so. All right. Uh, South African Louis Oosthuizen, uh, who lost in a playoff last week, you'll remember, at the aforementioned Masters comes right back and wins the Malaysia Open in Kuala Lumpur. Got to give him all sorts of kudos. Flies half the world, mm -hmm. gets out, grabs his golf bag, plays four rounds of very, very good golf, and uh, wins this event after losing a, a heartbreaker in a playoff. I think it says a lot about the guy. Yeah, classy guy. Uh, obviously a lot of guts to be able to do that. Uh, you know, such a quick turnaround and, and such a disappointment probably for him at the Masters. But... Uh, Another consistent player that I think is going yeah. to be up there for and a another, while. And another great golf swing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Another great golf Simple. swing. Simple. Alex Aragon, no, uh, no relationship to the boxer, former boxer that I know of, won the TPC Stonebray Championship. That's up in Northern California in Hayward for his first nationwide uh, tour title. So congratulations to AA. Uh, you got a one-shot victory over three other players, including my real good buddy, uh, Duffy Waldorf, 
But also, how about this? How about this, Andy? Matt Harmon, one of the guys that tied for second, mm -hmm. shoots 61 on Sunday to make a charge. How strong is that? That's incredibly strong. Anytime you get down in the low 60s, uh, you're playing some good golf. Yeah. It's making a lot of birdies, and from what I've heard, that course isn't that easy. It's not. It's not. I mean, when you, especially when you look at the leader, uh, or the winner, 900. Yeah, yeah. Something like, yeah. Just outstanding, Solid. just outstanding golf. So that's why I've always liked the Nationwide Tour. I've always called it the Go Deep Tour, and I think mm -hmm. these guys do, and they come out and they get on the PGA Tour. They're ready to go. Yeah, and it, it just speaks to the uh, amount of talent that there is in golf right now that, you know, it, uh, it goes into the 2013 schedule. You know, yeah. when they talk about redoing that now and no more qualifying school, uh, you have to play your way on right. through the Nationwide Tour. And, yeah. uh, you know, that does big things for our course, too. It, you know, if everything kind of holds the way it is now, uh, we'll be probably the first or second You're event. You're going to be first and foremost. And, yeah, you're going to be FedEx center stage. Cup. Yeah, and uh, full FedEx Cup points. That was announced uh, a couple days ago as yeah. well because we were worried about those being cut in half and, yeah. and hurting the field. But, uh, no, it's it's exciting for us. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be mean, good. There's just so many good players out there. And it's, you know, qualifying thing is going to change the whole dynamic on, on mm -hmm. everything too. And I think it's going to make it, I think it's going to make it more exciting. Absolutely. Even though I still think, and, and hopefully you'll agree, I think the uh, Q School, the tournament in Q School at the end of the year is the best golf tournament all year. Yeah, it'll See be. these guys gagging and throwing up, you know, because every, every shot means so much to these guys. It, it means a ton, and it's, yeah. uh, you know, what they've been working for forever, and, and like you say, it all comes down to one shot sometimes. Yeah. And that, it's going to be, gonna be uh, I'm going to miss that point. Uh, miss that event, but it's going to be exciting. All right, uh, Andy and I are going to step away. We're going to take a short break. We come back on Golf and Other Four-Letter Words. We'll get into our second segment called Birdies and Bogeys and find out what Andy thinks of uh, some of the stuff that I've come up with. So stay with us. We're back with you right after this. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. We've got uh, birdies and bogeys here for you. And, uh, Andy, I'm just going to give you some scenarios. Let me know if you think it's a birdie or bogey or a triple or whatever. You got it. And uh, the reason why, speaking of TPC Stonebray, mm -hmm. Hall of Famer Jerry Rice pulled out of his own event. shouldn't say his own event. He hosts the event. Uh, during the second round of the TPC Stonebray Championship, after being 23 over par after 27 holes. Sounds like Andy's numbers. Uh, <laughs> shot a smooth. Shot a smooth 86 in the first round. Uh, you know, we talked about this even last year. I, I, this guy's got no business playing. You know, do his hosting duty. Do the PR, the schmoozing. I don't think he's got any business playing this event. He's taking a spot from a real live tour player that's mm -hmm. looking to make some money uh, and I just think is ridiculous. And I think something like this uh, really proves my point on, on how bad it, it could get. So I, I don't know. Birdie or bogey for uh, Jerry Rice? Uh, bogey. I think yeah. you hit the nail on the head. It's, uh, you know, 
he's had his time. Uh, yeah. These guys take it awfully seriously out there and uh, step out of the way and, and let these guys do their thing and, and be a host. You know, there's and nothing wrong with that. No. And, and I, don't, I don't know what, what gets into their mind that these guys, uh, even guys that are, I mean, really good players, some of these athletes really are good players, but, you know, gets in their head that they can actually keep up with these guys. Yeah. It just can't. No, and you see them up close and personal, yeah. or you get inside the ropes and you realize how much pressure's involved and, and just how well they do hit it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of work to, that needs to be done yep. for you. Just yep. step in. All right. Greg Norman, a.k.a. The Shark, uh, has not made a Champions Tour appearance since uh, September of 2009. Uh, he's going to play, though, in September of this coming year in a new event for the Champions Tour called the New Pacific Lynx Hawaii Championship only because uh, Mr. Norman is a representative of the title sponsor. Other than that, I don't think he'd be playing. So it, it, he's kind of put in a, in a, in a tough spot, but uh, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think bogey again. I think... Uh you know, if he doesn't want to be there, he shouldn't have to be. Uh, yeah. These guys are draws, though. I mean, you look at Fred Couples and what he's done for the Champions Tour. Uh, he, he's a big draw. So uh, Norman's going to be the, the same type of guy. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of these guys don't necessarily want to keep it going. Yeah. Uh, they're ready to shut uh, you it know, down. In a way, in a, obviously a beautiful setting. Like, he, he is a rep for the company. It's a free week for him and his family or whatever. You kind of can't blame somebody for doing it. But, I, again, he's turned down so many other offers, I think it's a little bit hypocritical. Absolutely. Not only him, but, you know, a lot, of these, uh, a lot of these other guys. I think a lot of people don't realize the dollar figure that some of these players can yeah. bring into an economy or a tournament or whatever the case might be. So to pick just his and not help some of the others, uh, you know, to your point. Good point. So. Good point. All right, a Kushnet, uh, who's the parent company of Titleist and Footjoy and Callaway Golf Company, announced that they have settled an ongoing dispute over patents concerning the Pro V1 golf ball. Uh, so now each uh, company can go on and produce go golf balls applicable to their own company using their own technology and uh, their own patents. And this thing was ongoing for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Obviously cost uh, uh, each side a lot of money in, in going, but they, they finally got the thing resolved. Yeah, birdie, get it yeah, over with. Yeah. Uh, you know, all the, the companies make stuff so good now that they're all real close together. Uh, I can't say that one's superior than the other. And everybody, everybody reverse engineers, don't they? Mm -hmm. I mean, the golf business? It's a copycat industry. Yeah. You know, you look at everything out there, and until they put limits on stuff, they're going to keep doing the same thing Absolutely. as the next person. Yeah, so, you can't uh, stop them. Nope. Just sure can't. You know, put another shape and paint it another color, and, you know, there's your, there's your item. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so... Glad it's over with. Get down to business. Hopefully, it'll uh, help the consumer because they won't be putting out all those big bucks for uh, legal fees. And heaven forbid Quality they should control. drop the price, you know, on a dozen golf balls for crying out loud. Yeah. All right, finally, a friend of mine, maybe a friend of yours, 51-year-old Kelly Knievel, the son of Evil Knievel, Evil Knievel, filed an entry to qualify for this year's uh, second major which is the U.S. Open being played at Olympic Club in San Francisco. Uh, Kelly carries uh, just about a zero handicap. Uh, he's been a good player for a long, long time. I played with him many times at Spanish Trail where he is a member. And uh, 
my hat's off to him. Absolutely. That's great news. Uh, I don't know Kelly personally, but I know a lot of people nice that have played with him. Yeah. Uh, he's got a ton of game, ton of talent, and uh, it's good to see him getting back into the competition side yeah. of things. He's a good guy, and he's fun to play with. Doesn't even though he's a good player, doesn't take himself too seriously, which is good. That's key. You know, misses a shot, and okay, it happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? But go. good luck to him. I hope you know we're absolutely uh, we're absolutely going to be following that. All right, I'll tell you what. We're going to step away again, take a short station ID, get your paper, get your pens, get your pencils, whatever. We've got some great, great questions that were emailed in by viewers to help your game, to help my game. Uh, Andy's going to come up with some great uh, answers to uh, some tips that these people want to know about. So uh, get ready for Handicap Helper. It's going to be with you right after this. Hey, I'm Al Man. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you get them to do that all the time? <laughs> Just sit there and be an ass. Is that it? <laughs> hey, I'm Al <laughs> Hey, I'm Al Mancini at Top of the Food Chain. You are watching the Vegas Video Network. We got big forks, big spoons. I got a big mouth. I got no guests. All right, we're back, everybody. Andy Cummings from TPC Summerlin, Dennis Silvers, golf and other four-letter words. Hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, handicap helper, get your uh, paper and uh, pens out, pencils out. Got some good, good information uh, that's going to help you. Uh, Andy, Jimmy uh, writes in and wants some help in uh, getting his ball. This is an interesting question. Getting his ball out of the rough, but not just in the rough, uh, rough when it's really sunk to the bottom, like in heavy Bermuda. Good question and a common problem. Yeah, and we have Where Bermuda do you go from out there? at our course, and it either sits on top or it goes yeah. straight to the bottom. There's no in-between with Bermuda. All you have to do is you know, widen your stance, get yourself a good base, uh, and you really have to hit down on the golf ball. And a lot of people try and help it out of the rough, try and lift it. Clubs are designed to do all the work if you have a nice descending blow and stay behind the ball. Should come out for you. How does club selection uh, play a part in that? Good point. Yeah, I think a lot of people, if they have 200 yards to go on a you know par four or five, whatever case might be, and they're in the rough, they still want to hit the ball the full 200 yards with whatever that club normally would be. And no way. Five iron, and yeah. and no, uh, you need more loft. Yeah. Always uh, err on the side of more loft and, and take your medicine, and get it back in the fairway. Yeah. Hopefully you'll get it up and down. Yeah. Got a uh, good short game. All right, Robert would uh, like some help in hitting a fairway wood out of a bunker. So would I. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough shot. Fairway wood out of a bunker, best thing to do is, is choke up. Don't dig into the sand too much. A lot of people go like they're doing a bunker shot out of a greenside bunker and dig way in. You want to stay more on top of the sand and, uh, and choke down on that club so that uh, you're catching ball first. That's the key thing. And, yep. and the same thing goes if you're trying to hit a three wood out of a, a fairway bunker. Uh, it's it's going to have to get up in a hurry, so make sure you're hitting down on it, but catch ball first. With all the hybrids now, especially on the weekends mm -hmm. when you see these guys playing their tour events, you don't see that too often. There's always you know they're always pulling a hybrid out mm -hmm. instead, yeah. uh, which has to make it easier too, obviously. Yeah, and hybrids back to the the thing in the rough too. Hybrids are easier yeah. out of the rough. Yeah, yeah. All right, Iris says that uh, he's having trouble with his balance, especially on the longer clubs. Any help? Uh, again, it, it, with golf, you need to be in a ready position, just like you are for anything else, just like a shortstop, linebacker, anything like that. You need to be on the, uh, the balls of your feet, balanced, and you should be able to get to your finish and stand there all day. So one thing is pay attention to your tempo. Tempo is huge. Uh, a lot of people swing themselves off balance. Uh, start at the top, drifting 
slump down real fast and fall over their toes or back on their heels or forward. Uh, maintain your tempo and make sure your, uh, your base is shoulder width. Sometimes people get too narrow. Can you give uh, people that are watching us right now, and that's a good point that you, that you bring up, on tempo, maybe something they could think about to help them maintain a better tempo? Yeah, well, my dad. to work on. My dad Gary got me started at a very young age with the game, and he always said, "Count one at the top of your backswing, and just do it to yourself. Doesn't have to be out loud, but just set yourself. You know, if somebody's transition gets too quick, they're going to lose their tempo, lose their balance. So, uh, you know, count one. Uh, so take it to the yeah, top. Take count it to the one. Top set. Just say it to yourself, and uh, you know, again, the clubs are designed to do the work. You don't have to kill it. You know, yeah. It's it's. Hard to, to say that. Uh, yeah, it's easier, easier said than done. Yeah. Easy, but that's a good tip. That's a good tip. All right, Dean says that his distance is inconsistent with his irons. <laughs> Welcome to the club, Dean. Yep. Uh, anything he can do to try and hit his irons the same, or how about a tip about distance control? That's a good question. Pick uh, one more club. Usually, if you're having trouble with uh, your distance control, it could be that we're we're over swinging the seven iron. Maybe take the six, and uh, again it goes back to tempo and control and control your golf ball. Uh, you know it's harder to do it with uh, when you're trying to kill every shot. Throttle back just a little bit, and uh, you know make sure we're getting in the center of the club face, and that yeah. should help your uh, your distance control. Okay, Paul sent this uh, in to us. He wants to know how to chip a ball out of a bunker instead of using the conventional bunker shot. That's an interesting question. You don't see that too much. Pick it clean. Pick it clean, yeah. right. Um, again, it's choking up on the club. You know, whatever you do as far as digging into the bunker with your feet, say you dig in, I don't know, three inches, you need to choke up three inches and just make sure that uh, you know, you're catching ball first. That, that's critical. I can't say it enough. I've done that very, very few times. I've done it, but you don't, see, you don't see a lot of that being done here. No, it, for it some leaves reason. very uh, little room for air. Yeah, very little room, you know. Over there, as as a uh, working as a professional in a private club, you uh, have the advantage, I think, of of someone working in a daily fee course, a public facility, in that you get to see these people all the time. So if you start helping them with lessons, you're able to keep a consistent, progressive thing going. Where somebody comes to a resort course. That poor guy has to put a Band-Aid on him, so to speak, because they're only going to be there uh, in a, in a, you know, for a couple of days. Number one, how much does that make it easier for you as a teaching professional? And secondly, what's the commonality of problems you see in members, say, at TPC Summerlin? They come uh, to you for help. You know, I, I think it does help, but it can also make things harder, too, because uh, you're always right there for them to pull you aside and go, hey, I'm having trouble. Um, but most people are fighting a slice. You know, most right-handers still fight a slice, come over the top, put side spin on it, all that good stuff. Um, but it really helps to have somebody that you can follow up with. I have a gentleman I work with at our club that uh, he'll come through the golf shop and, and tell me how he did every time. You mm -hmm. know, and, and give me hole by hole pretty much of, uh, you know, driver's good, but now I need help with my irons or whatever the case might be. And I'm probably the least technical person when it comes to teaching. I'm just trying to get people comfortable so that when they're out on seven and something goes bad, that they can kind of fix it themselves. Yeah. You know, you want them to be able yeah, to self-correct and not get too technical with the golf swing. Why do you think it is, and, and of course that's a $64,000 question, I think, in golf, but why do you think it is that so many people that start to play the game uh, will inherently become a slicer? Is it because 
the natural tendency of the way they want to swing? Is, it, is getting the proper move to turn the ball over or to draw the ball that much tougher? Why, why do you think causes that? Uh, you know, I think it's a similar motion to tennis, uh, to baseball, where there's trunk rotation. And with both of those sports, there's power involved. You're trying to swing harder, put spin on a shot. Um, with golf, if you have that same concept and do that from the top and try and put power into a shot, you're going to come over the top almost 99% of the time. So I think people struggle with alignment and with that issue. It's just really over-swinging yeah. is the most common thing we see and, and not swinging within themselves. And you know, I don't think there's one textbook golf swing, but there is a textbook swing for each golf. People get, and you bring up a very good point, Andy. People, and I get asked this on my shows all the time, uh, people watch these guys on TV, and, and of course you'll take a, a guy who's very exaggerated as far as what you could almost say is overswinging. Then you take a guy that's just basically up to his hip and everything. Where should people, how do people find as far as Well, and, that, and that's what I'm talking about kind of, is that there's not one textbook swing. It used to be everybody's supposed to swing just like Tiger. You know, Tiger's right. swing is perfect. Um, we're not all built like Tiger. So your textbook swing and where you need to be to hit the ball straight and where I need to be to hit the ball straight are two different areas. So like you say, as far as finding it, go see your local PGA professional, have them take a look, and uh, it depends on body type. You know, is there any physical injuries that somebody's dealing with, stuff like that, to, to make sure you get assessed and, and get the help that you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for our, our viewers, by the way, I don't know if you uh, know, you know, we're fortunate enough to have uh, two TPC courses uh, in Las Vegas. Summerlin, the course that Andy works at, of course, is the private course, as I mentioned, in Tournament Players Club. There's a slide of it on the screen. Uh, TPC Las Vegas is the uh, resort course, both great, great facilities. But at TPC Summerlin, and I was a member way, way back before they threw me out, uh, take the clubs out of his trunk. Yeah, <laughs> when I was working outside services, they uh, you guys have a lot of very very good players. Uh, I think are known for having a tremendous amount of uh, single digit players. Mm -hmm. What attracts good players to your club? Uh, I think a tour caliber golf course. You know, it's uh, it, what you see is what you get at our course. It's laid out in front of you. It's not uh, overly difficult. But when you get around our greens, uh, you know, some of the collection areas, the slope in the greens, uh, the speed that we keep them at on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Dale Hahn and his staff do a great job. Yeah, they there. do. Um, we pretty much consistently keep them rolling it at 12 feet on the stent meter. So, um, you know, it's, it's a constant test. And we have a great finish. 15, the drivable par yeah. 4. 16, one you can go over the water. And 2, par 5. 17, of course, home of the walk-off hole-in-one. And, uh, right. and 18, just a, a very tough par 4 with water on the left. Yeah. So. Yeah, they are four great finishing holes there. It's a solid test, and I think people enjoy it. Yeah, they, they do. They do. They do. Uh, we mentioned earlier we've got uh, our second uh, major coming up, the U.S. Open. Of all four of them, what's your favorite and why? Boy, tough question. I, I think I'm partial to the Masters because uh, it's on the same course every year. You get to know the course, and then just all the history and the allure about Augusta and, and the green jacket and, and what it means to people. I mean, you saw it with Bubba. Bubba's very emotional guy to begin with. Yeah. You see what it means to the people that win it. Uh, and it's a very elite club. And, you know, you talk about, like I said, all the history that's just there. And I'd love to go see it in person and, and really check out that course. But yeah, play Augusta. And play, play so, Augusta. Yeah, yeah I, had, nice. I had an opportunity once, but uh, unfortunately, 
long long time ago to play, but wasn't able to go. But I'm trying to uh, trying to fight my way back. All the all the golf courses you've played, your uh, your favorite, outside of TPC Summerlin, of course. Outside of TPC Summerlin. Uh, Thinking maybe of a Pebble Beach or or whatever. What do you like? I, I grew up in Lake Tahoe. Okay. Uh, grew up on a, a little nine hole course, Tahoe City Golf Course there, and uh, it's still one of my favorite tracks to go back and play. Nothing super fancy about it, but it's usually in good shape and. Uh, and it's home for me. So there's yeah. just kind of a, a feeling there that I'll, I'll never forget, and uh, it's a good track. Yeah, any place in Tahoe, I think, is beautiful. It is. Yeah, you can't go wrong up there. How could, you go, lucky. How could you go wrong? How could you go wrong? Anyway, Andy, thanks. So great job. Great job. It goes by all too quickly. It does. Then we're gonna yeah. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to yeah we're gonna we're gonna have to uh, have them back. Anyway, that's gonna wrap it up for this edition of Golf and Other Four Letter Words right here on the Vegas Video Network. Thanks for hanging uh, in with us. Thanks to uh, Andy doing a great job. Uh, we will be right back here, same time, same place. Hopefully with a better voice. I guarantee you next week uh, for the show. So until then, uh, fairways and greens, everybody. Hope you get a chance to play some golf this weekend. Cause the weather's gonna be great. Yeah, it's finally gonna be warm. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see y'all back again next week. So long, everybody.